0: So with this episode and the previous, we're dealing with the problem of husbands that appear to be disengaged from their family. So last week, we challenged wives to think about how they can get in the way and actually contribute to the problem. And this week, we're going to challenge husbands because if this is your situation, you've both contributed. You've both bought into what you've created, even if you don't like it now. Welcome to the Only You Forever Podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone
1: Gendel.
0: Hey, everybody. This is episode number 81. And like we said in the intro, this is the second part of a topic that's pretty common and can be pretty difficult for a lot of couples. It's really just the idea that the wife is running the marriage and the family and the husband is kind of the breadwinner, but not really engaged or involved as much as he would like to be. And we're assuming you want to change that.
1: Mm-hmm. Some kind of dynamic around him being less engaged. Because I just got thinking when we're saying that too, that, you know, she might want him more engaged she just as much too, right?
0: Yeah. She might be nagging yeah. at
1: him. So just kind of hear us through on this because there's some interesting psychology that goes on around all of this. And we're going to kind of unpack that today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we want to take a second to offer husbands, some empathy, not because it's all your wife's fault, but because we're going to be challenging you today. And I hope that, you know, our heart is for you and we're not wanting to be harsh or judgmental on anybody. So maybe you feel like your wife is wearing the pants in the family and you feel disempowered or you kind of pushed to one side or kind of useless. And that's a really horrible place to be in. So you want to lead, you want to be involved You want to be engaged? Well, this is for you, buddy.
0: Mm -hmm. So first question, Caleb. Yes. Does your involvement as a husband matter?
1: Okay. And I think that's a good place to start just so we're not assuming anything because in case you're a bit of a skeptic and you're wondering if you, like the husband, really need to get on board with this idea of challenging what you've kind of established as your normal in your marriage and getting engaged again, because that's a shift and that's going to be hard to change, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. Even if your wife wants to do everything and run the family and the marriage, the research says that this is not beneficial to her or the family. Hmm. So your involvement will help both your wife and your family to function better. So let's look at housework for the moment. When husbands are involved in housework, their wives have less psychological stress. They feel more satisfied with their marriages and are overall happier. We have a whole podcast on that episode. What's that? On housework. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, But this is from a study that was done in 2007.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that.
1: And this study compared the well-being of wives whose husbands were highly involved in housework with wives whose husbands were minimally involved in housework. And it found that wives whose husbands were minimally involved were 1.6 times more likely to be distressed, Hmm. nearly three times more likely to be uncomfortable with their husbands, and about two and a half times more likely to be unhappy. Hmm. So, you know, it's... Well, I, is it too obvious to say you can affect your wife's happiness by being involved with housework?
0: Well, obviously by the studies, it shows that you can Yeah, be.
1: But I mean, just if you think about it too, yeah. from your personal experience, Rolinda.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right? Yep.
1: So the odd time that I've got involved has made you happier.
0: The odd time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's look at parenting then. So that's housework. Now let's look at parenting because most of these articles can either do with parenting or housework. Okay. There's another study from 2007, a different study. But this was a research summary article which looked at all sorts of studies, hundreds of articles, listing the benefits of father involvement. So here's four key things that they found. Number one, for kids, there are academic benefits. So school-aged children of involved fathers are better academic achievers. They're more likely Mm -hmm. to get A's. They have higher grade point averages. They get better achievement test scores. They receive superior grades. They perform a year above their expected age level on academic tests. They obtain higher scores on reading achievement and, or they learn more and perform better in school.
0: Wow. That, Amazing, eh? Yeah. Number, That's hard to believe just from having an involved father at home.
1: Well, but here's the thing, right? In Do now, you think
0: more involved fathers are already more intelligent and have passed on a higher IQ to their kids to begin with?
1: Well, yeah, there's correlation and causation, right? Yeah. So this is, this is what correlates with a more involved father. Okay. Now causation is a great big discussion. But I I just want to say this, though, that if you stop and think about God's ideal plan for marriage Mm -hmm. is an involved healthy father, an involved healthy mother, Mm -hmm. right? Things happen. Uh, Fathers die in the workplace.
0: Mm -hmm. Like
1: there are perfectly legitimate reasons why this may not be the case in in the marriage of some of our listeners, right? Yeah. And other things happen because of sin and tragedy, right? And human misbehavior. But it just kind of, to me, it underlines the principle that God's way is the best way. Okay. Without trying to sound cheesy or too simplistic. Yeah. You know, having an involved father works.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So number two, second benefit, emotional benefits in general, well-being. When fathers are involved, their children are less depressed. They have fewer conduct problems, less emotional distress, and less negative emotions such as fear and guilt. Hmm. Number three, social well-being. Yeah. Children with involved fathers have more positive friendships with less aggression and conflict, and more generosity in those friendships. Oh. And number four, parenting relationships. So there is a positive correlation between marital quality and levels of father involvement in childcare, the quality of the father-child relationship, the father's satisfaction with his role as a parent, and the father's competence as a parent. So these are just from...
0: Okay, I didn't quite get that last one. Like, there's a positive correlation between marital quality... Oh, so if the father's father's more involved... It affects the marriage. Okay, gotcha. Positively. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Now, I'm sure we could keep going on this idea that involved fathers and husband makes for a better family and marriage. And again, even if your wife has explicitly communicated she doesn't want this, I would tend to challenge her on that. I would suggest Mm -hmm. you try that. Now, you as a husband, you know how safe or not that may be. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you've just assumed this from some nonverbal communication... And you've kind of deduced that this is what she wants, but you've never actually had an explicit conversation with her. Yeah.
0: Or maybe you've just misinterpreted some woman speak.
1: Yeah. And we talk about woman speak in episode 30. But somehow you feel like you've got the signal. And I think it's worth clarifying because you're missing out on all these benefits. Hmm. Right? Okay. And that's hard to face. And that could be a difficult conversation. And if you're not sure how to do that, check out episode 55. We have a the title of that episode is how to disagree without sinking your love boat. It was a very popular episode. I think you'll find it. You'll find it helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. So, okay. I think we've established here that it's good for a husband to be involved. Yeah. So now how can a husband get more involved if his wife is taking control and pushing him out?
1: Right. So that's the, that's the challenge is kind of the how to, so how to get your pants back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Here's where I got to get my little psychobabble trip in here, Verlinda. And you can uh, slow me down if it's all so translated it into English. Yeah, if we need that. There's an area of research called identity theory, and it applies to this type of situation. So, identity theory says that individuals seek to verify their identity that is, the person that they see themselves to be mm-hmm. by controlling the situations around them so that these situations match their desired identity. Okay. Which is a really fascinating idea. I mean, you can go all sorts of crazy places with that, right? So yeah. it's just the idea. I manipulate the situation to reinforce what I want to believe about myself as to who I am. Okay. 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 So. Do
0: you have an example?
1: Yeah. You might see this at work. A manager who sees himself as a great problem solver, you know, he actually kinds of tweaks the experience of his direct reports so that they're dependent upon him and keep having to come to him to solve problems, to keep underscoring oh. his identity needs.
0: And then he just, you know, feels better about himself. Yeah.
1: Oh, Yeah. Hmm. Now, if a wife sees herself or wants to see herself as a super mom and a super wife to validate her identity needs, mm-hmm. and if she's given the power to do so, she may actually arrange the family dynamics around her own desire to verify that identity.
0: Mm. So like, you know, when the kid gets hurt, she's got it arranged that they always come to mom yes. kind of thing. And then she feels good about yes. herself because she's the super mom who takes care of everything.
1: Yes. Or she kind of slightly overpacks the schedule. So that only she can get it done. You must be amazing. You get it done every time.
0: Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Stuff
1: like that. Now, I don't want to be unkind or mean or anything there, but this is just something for us to really think about because here's the thing, that the disengaged husband can do the same thing. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, okay? Okay. So this this researcher looked at identity theory in the context of food preparation, housekeeping behaviors in married couples. Who Any?
0: actually thinks up these studies? <laughs> Anyways, go on.
1: I don't know, but it's useful. yeah each spouse considered what they wanted their identity to be in terms of how much they wanted to be involved in food prep and in housekeeping. As in like, I want to be the cleaner in the, in the marriage, or I want to oh, be the sure. cook. Oh,
0: sure. Go ahead, honey.
1: Uh, theoretically speaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they found a few interesting things. Okay. And okay. this is where we get into stereotypes and socialization and that kind of stuff. Husbands expect their wives to be more heavily involved. I should say that other husbands expect their wives <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, nice try.
1: to be more heavily involved in these activities than the wives expect husbands to be involved.
0: Of the food prep and clean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So men expect that more of women than women do of men. Right. Okay. Nothing surprising there. No. More powerful individuals, so if in their couple relationship they'd establish more power, they were able to behave in ways that were consistent with the identity that they wanted. So if you wanted to be the cook and you have power in the couple dynamic to achieve that, then you could be the cook. Yep. Okay. But these people also imposed identities on their spouse to further control the situation.
0: So like I identify you as the cleaner.
1: The slacker. Oh. Because it helps validate your identity as the cook who gets it done and makes a great meal without any help, all by yourself, because you're super wife.
0: Yeah, and you're a slacker.
1: Yeah, I'm a slacker (laughs) husband, right? Okay. So- you know, this is kind of like controlling yeah, whatever, yeah. right? And, and it, it, you know, nobody's being a freak here, but it's kind of freak at the same time. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just like you get the whole control mm-hmm. freak where it comes sliding into your head there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people aren't freakish. This is just kind of how we do this thing because of our identity needs to feel valued and important and significant that we're making a contribution. And so you have this one spouse controlling the situation so that they can affirm their own need for a specific identity. And the other spouse is going along with it. They're buying into it. Okay. So the first step for you as a husband to get your pants back (laughs) is to really stop and think about the identity that you've accepted. That's where I want to go with this. Your acceptance of this and your relinquishment of power have both contributed to where you're at today. So you can't really sit there and say, my wife did this to me. What did she actually do to you? That's my question. Did she threaten you with a knife? You know what I mean? (laughs) Hopefully not. But you accepted, you bought into this. Yeah. And maybe, yeah.
0: I just wanted to go back a step here and say, you know, your relinquishment of power, the way we're talking here, it sounds like the man has to have all the power. Right. Whereas I think you're thinking more like
1: Um, a compliment. Yes. I'm talking about getting to balance, not to male control. Okay. Very good point. Okay. Thank you. So, and that's kind of the thing, right? So the husband accepted this. Maybe the husband even wanted the identity of the disengaged dad so that he could enjoy playing computer games. He could go hunting and fishing all he wanted. He could work super long hours to fill his own identity needs as the hero or the manly outdoors man or the successful business guy. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So it could be possible that you gave her the identity of family leader so that you could go pursue your own identity needs outside of the family and marriage. Hmm. I don't know. So at which
0: point he may have controlled the situation and set it up. Right. In such a way for
1: his own slackerness. Right. So we're not, you can't blame one person. Like you guys have created this together. Yeah. So don't put this all on your wife. And we challenged wives last week, but right now, you know, husbands, you're just as much a part of what is right now in your marriage. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Husband, what's your attitude toward housework and childcare? Because where we go next with this is we find out that the critical component for getting things on an even keel is beginning to unpack what our attitudes are towards these things as males. Okay. Okay. So just bear with me. I'm going to challenge you some more.
0: I don't think any husbands are going to listen to you after this. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> they're tough, they can take it. Okay. So this is from another article that mm-hmm. looked at. They're probably just thinking as long as their wife doesn't hear it, they'll be fine. Because <laughs> that's what I would be thinking. Man, I hope Linda doesn't listen to this episode. Too late honey. Yeah. So another article looked at the different attitudes that men and women held towards housework and childcare and how that impacts who does what. Okay? Okay. They found one of the reasons women do more childcare and housework is because they have more favorable attitude towards it. I'm thinking probably cuz they're socialized for that. Okay. Like our girls are running around, we have three daughters. Yeah. They're playing baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they play with the kitchen set. Now, we don't have boys, but when we have boys over, they're not as involved with the kitchen set. and The babies they are like, where's a car or a truck? Or can I see your guns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So socializing is happening. The next part, which also makes sense, is that they found that one's own attitude is more important than your spouse's attitude. So let me, let me put that another way. When it comes to who does sense. childcare and housework. Yep. Both husbands and wives, they tend to act on their own attitudes and not on their spouse's attitude. So right. You, you might think that men should be more involved. But what's actually more important is my attitude towards the housework. Right. Okay. I should say what's not not more important, but what's more influential, like in terms of what actually happens is my attitude. Yeah. Okay. So a wife might have that favorable attitude toward her husband helping with housework, but the husband is not likely to act on this unless he also has his own favorable attitude towards housework.
0: I just need to get a negative attitude toward housework. Why? Because then I wouldn't have to do it anymore.
1: Oh no, I got a pair of pants just for you. (laughs) So the husband's attitude toward his own role in parenting and housework is more influential than his wife's attitude. Yeah, as to what his role should be. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to ditch your positive attitude toward housework, you're making an assumption that I have a positive attitude and that it's actually going to get done, right?
0: Yeah. What's the chance of that? (laughs) So, All right, keep going.
1: This is the last final painful point because as I was writing this up, this is confession time for me. I realized how guilty I was for at least for the early part of our marriage. And I hope I've gotten better over the last few years, but when it comes to housework and childcare, men's attitudes, again, they're more influential than women's attitudes in how the labor is divided. Now, here's the clincher. Men are most likely to leverage their unfavorable attitude towards tasks that are least favored, as in they're not going to do what they don't want to do.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me just kind of ice this cake with a nasty frosting. So they, then the next thing they do is they leverage their male dominance against tasks that are most unpleasant. And because men generally in our society have more power than women do, men may be able to resist doing household labor when they do not want to do it, whereas women have to give in.
0: Have to get her done. Touche. Oh. Sorry, guys. That's, yeah.
1: And that's where I feel guilty because, you know, I definitely had that sense of entitlement that I don't have to do that if I don't want to. Ultimately, it's your problem to get the housework done
0: because
1: mm-hmm. you're the woman. Hmm. Confession. Hmm. So we push the knife in. Let's just twist it slightly. <laughs> is it possible that in your marriage, your husband, that you are the one actually wearing the pants? But the problem is, those pants never get off the couch. Hmm. So you've held power and adopted an identity of the disengaged husband and forced everything back on your wife. And now you're saying, why does she have to wear all the pants in the family all the time? I Meanwhile, well, you caused it in the first place. You set it up. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we men, you know, we grumble about our wives making all the decisions. Or we even joke about, well, we'll just let the woman decide, ha ha, right? But whether you kind of pass those things off as a complaint or as humor, the real issue is simply a failure to lead. And you impose that failure by virtue of your male dominance, Hmm. your male power. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think that's like having a disengaged dictator, right? So it may not be kind of unpleasant because the dictator is not in there messing around. Yeah. But there's this force of power that keeps your wife busy And running the show and looking like she's making the decisions, but really it's because you've established an identity that blends male dominance with male disengagement. Hmm.
0: I think I should just be quiet for the rest of this episode. Am I getting
1: you fired up now or what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit.
1: So I can kind of hear it already. Do you want to jump in there, baby? I don't have to male dominate this.
0: Yeah, no, but I think I could get on a rant
1: really easy. Okay.
0: And, uh...
1: Well, we're only eighteen minutes <laughs> in, so and I'm getting near the end. So we got like a couple of minutes if you just want to get that off your chest.
0: No, well, okay.
1: In an empathic way. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much empathy <laughs> at the moment.
0: But like, okay, what my dad said is lead, follow, or get out of the way. Right. Which doesn't necessarily go along with this a hundred percent. But like if you're not gonna lead, don't sit around and complain that your wife is doing There's the dating. leading. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, that's not fair either. No. Yeah. Anyways. So you find this to be true to life in other people?
0: In other marriages. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey,
1: if you want to complain about me, you just go right ahead.
0: No, but I honestly think like you have changed. Yeah. At the beginning of our marriage, I did everything and you kind of came home from work and like, why isn't this done? Yeah. Which went over really well. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, but that definitely has changed. Yeah. Like now you can come in and you can pick up whatever whatever needs picked up and.
1: So here's the thing I realized a couple of years ago is like why shouldn't I be doing the dishes? Yeah. And I get to this in a second here, actually. So let me keep going and okay, then you just you can keep kind of brewing that
0: <laughs> no, I head think of
1: steam you got quiet. going on there. Right? <laughs> so this is what guys can say, right? I work all day. Why can't she do the dishes?
0: Yeah, because she just sits around on her butt all day. Well, that's the thing.
1: But here's the thing, who decided that that was fair, that you work all day and then she does the dishes? You know what I mean? Like who, yeah. who decides that's how it should go down, like that that's fair and equitable? Because no, so let me sidebar for a sec here, because I saw this crazy show on BBC a few years back about this wife who played Second Life all day. It's a computer game where it's like- But you, you create a second life. You create a second life and you are run around with other people in foreign relationships and so on. okay. She sat on her butt all day long. She didn't take care of the kids or, or the home. She didn't go to work and he had to do everything. He was the breadwinner, housekeeper, and wow. this caregiver in the family. Yeah. And if you're that guy and you're listening today, I'm not talking to you. You have my empathy because yeah. that's tough. Yeah. But I know in our home, Berlinda, like you work all day. So when I come home and I didn't realize this until the last few years, it's not actually that I've worked all day and now you're getting started. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of started at 3.30 to get the supper on. Yeah. But you've been going all day. So it's not like you haven't been doing anything. So therefore you should do the dishes after you're done cooking and get the kids to bed because I've been working all day. We've actually been working all day, both of us. Okay. So guess what? We're even. Which means that there's no reason why the housework and the childcare shouldn't get split Mm 50-50. But for us, you know, that's my attitude now. It actually works out differently though. I'll wash dishes, but I do also tend to do more stereotypically manly household duties like yard work and shoveling snow for half the year around here and so on, right? Yeah, who does all the snow blowing? So I got you a tractor. <laughs> I run the shovel. So I want to be clear that I'm not proposing an egalitarian model of marriage. Where, right. Everybody where has to be equal. Everybody has to be equal and doing 50% of the same things. Yeah. But rather a complementarian model still. Mm-hmm. But a complementarian model doesn't allow for husbands to slack off and not be engaged at home.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know what? There's some things though that I just can't do. Like I can't lift the lid off the septic tank right, or whatever, you know? Lucky you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's just an example, right? Right. I can't always do the physical whatever that you can do.
1: Right. So that's where we complement each each other. Yeah. And so kind of coming back to this whole identity kind of thread that we've had going on here. The point is this, that as a husband, you need to consider what identity you want to have in your marriage.
0: I just thought of something that was so sweet. I didn't even listen to your last sentence. You'll have to repeat it. But you know how I was saying, like, you have to do the strong things in our marriage. Mm -hmm. You're also like a way better sliver picker than me. Sliver picker. (laughs) (laughs) No, like if the girls have a sliver... You're yeah. so much more calm and caring and gentle to get it out. Get it out.
1: I should put that on my, my LinkedIn profile.
0: <laughs> that was a sliver picker.
1: Awesome sliver picker.
0: Okay. So what did you just say there? Husbands yeah.
1: need to consider what identity they want to have in their marriage. What healthy, robust, positive identity. Okay. Because just imagine your wife's writing your obituary for the paper one day.
0: <laughs> my yep.
1: husband spent the last 50 years on the couch every time I looked his way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or your children are speaking at your funeral, right? What do you want them to say when your child gives a eulogy at your funeral about how you'll be remembered? And how you will be, this is the challenge I'm ending on here. Okay. So how you will be remembered is first derived from the attitudes that you choose to have today. And then the behaviors that flow from those attitudes. So basically you have to change your attitude first. Change your attitude. Behavior flows out of that. And those things, as they relate to tasks in your marriage related to childcare and housekeeping. Hmm. So this power and control issue kind of comes back to attitude. Yeah. And the identity that you want to accept and how you want to behave out of that. So what's your attitude? That's my question. And what identity do you want to have as a husband that's helpful for you, for your wife, and for your family? Hmm. That's good. Okay.
0: Well, before we go, next week... We're starting a series called The Heart of Marriage. And uh, you know more about
1: this than I do, Caleb,
0: because you wrote them. What can you tell us about them?
1: So the goal there was to get into like some of the core internal issues that define how we relate to each other. Okay. Uh, that's why it's called The Heart of Marriage. So it's going
0: to be like romantic?
1: Oh, yeah. It is? Well, it's going well, we'll have to see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go deep with these issues. I think it's going to be super helpful for all our married or soon to be married couples out there who are listening in. Uh, right now it looks like it's five parts. Okay. The first part next week, we'll be comparing the role of commitment versus abandonment, which is like a core issue around feeling safe in our marriage bond.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so I see what you mean. Like this could be romantic, but. Yeah. This is going to be like some deep scientific yeah, stuff in here too
1: well it is but it's emotional like it's the kind of the root factors that make your marriage robust enough mm. to handle life's challenges and be a source of strength and energy for both of you okay makes sense that's
0: good yeah that's all for today's episode you can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 81 if you need any of the links we've referred to today
1: and remember your feedback is important to us and your itunes reviews help us reach more marriages each itunes review bumps us up in their rankings and there are tens of thousands of people, believe it or not, searching iTunes each week for help. So you can help us help them by leaving a review there so that we can be a blessing to other marriages also. Will you leave us that review today? We would certainly appreciate it. If you're not sure how, uh, you can go to oif.link review, I believe it is. And, and that'll, that'll take you to a spot on our website, <laughs> which tells you how to do that.
0: Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.